0: I'm sure more than a few of you are rugby league fans and specifically New South Wales supporters. And given recent events, you might recall the old adage, football isn't a matter of life and death, it's much more important. (laughs) I'm not going to be talking about footy this morning, but I will be talking about life and death and about a great healer who, when faced with a life and death situation, behaves very strangely. So let's turn to John's Gospel, John chapter 11. Now, John presents Jesus as a remarkable fellow, and one thing that's remarkable about him is that he is a great healer. In chapter 4, he heals the son of a royal official with a word, and the boy was in another town at the time. In chapter 5, he heals a man who has been lame for 38 years. In chapter 8, He heals a man born blind and those are just the ones John mentions in detail. So it's well established that he has mighty healing power. And a message comes to him that his friend Lazarus is sick, likely dying. Look at it here. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, He stayed where he was for two more days. Does that strike you as odd? Shocking, even? Ross was an ambulance driver and a paramedic, so when he heard that his best mate, Todd, had wrapped his car around a tree down Appen Road, he went out and bought a newspaper. Doug was the pilot of the Westpac rescue chopper, so when he heard that his wife had fallen down a cliff while climbing in the Blue Mountains, he set his alarm clock for 8 a.m. and went to bed. Elizabeth was the mother of two girls that she loved very much, so when she heard that Sally had broken her arm at school, she decided to spring clean the living room. This is Jesus, the great healer, who can cure a boy in another town of a fatal illness just by speaking it. And when told that his beloved friend is sick, he just hangs around for two days. Now, if you think that's strange, and you should, it gets stranger. After doing nothing for two days, he then decides to head back to Judea to see Lazarus and his sisters. First, Jesus waits, and then after it's too late to do any good, he decides to go. And to top it all off, what's his explanation? He says to his followers, Lazarus is dead, And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Imagine adding that to our examples from earlier. Ross was an ambulance driver and a paramedic, so when he heard that his best mate Todd had wrapped his car around a tree down Appen Road, he went out and bought a newspaper. The following morning, he said to his co-driver, Todd's dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go see him. Doesn't make sense, does it? But Jesus is claiming that not only did he deliberately let Lazarus die, but that he has a purpose and it's about enabling his followers to believe. Believe what? And how is Lazarus dying going to make this happen? Let me suggest to you that seeing is believing. You've all heard that saying, seeing is believing. Jesus wants his disciples to see something, something incredible, more incredible than all the healings and signs that have gone before. And because of what they see, they will believe. And sometimes, believing is seeing. I mean, we've all told our children, you know, go and get something out of your school bag. It's not there. And then you... Go and sure enough, it is there. They didn't think it was there, so they didn't look properly. The evidence can be in front of our faces, but until we understand what we are looking at, until we are willing to accept what we are looking at, we won't see it. So believing is seeing, and seeing is believing. And Jesus, Jesus wants his disciples to see something And to believe something. But what? When Jesus Jesus gets back to Judea, he meets three people. Three people. Let's look at how these three people respond to Jesus and how he responds to each of them and see whether these three people can show us why Jesus let Lazarus die and what to see and what to believe. So the first of our three people is Martha, one of the sisters. So it might just be my prejudice as an older sibling, but I like to think that Martha is the older of the sisters. She's the one who takes charge, who's concerned that everything is being done the right way. None of you know older siblings like that, do you? No? No? Lots of people shaking their heads with big smiles on their faces. So there are two things I want you to notice about Martha, two particular things. She has faith, but she doesn't understand. Or to put it another way, she believes that Jesus is someone special and trusts him, but she hasn't seen, so she doesn't understand. Watch and see. By the time Jesus arrives in Bethany, Lazarus is dead and has been buried four days. And there are lots of mourners comforting the sisters. And when Jesus arrives, there's a bit of excitement at seeing him there, so they tell Martha and Mary. And Martha goes out to meet Jesus. Now, what's the first thing Martha says? Hi there, you're late for the funeral, but it's good to see you. No, she gets straight to the point. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's a pretty direct greeting, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And you know what? She's absolutely right. I mean, we know that that Jesus deliberately delayed his journey two days, specifically so Lazarus would die. But Martha, Martha doesn't know this. She just knows that if Jesus were there, Lazarus would be alive. And there's, there's some despair there. They sent the message. And the great healer, who can heal with a word, at a distance even, arrived too late. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But she follows it up with impressive confidence. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. That's a pretty good statement, isn't it? Even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus responds, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, thank you, the Lord. Let's go to the tomb. No, she doesn't. She says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. You see, the Jews believe that at the end of time there would be a great resurrection of the dead for God's people. And I think that Martha thinks that Jesus is comforting her by reminding her of this. But remember that Jesus deliberately chose to delay coming so that Lazarus would die. Jesus has a point to make. He has something life-changing to demonstrate. Listen to his words. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. Not just I bring resurrection and life, but I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is telling Martha and those nearby that life, true life is to be found in him and that they are to believe in him, to trust him and his words. He's making a big promise. But in a little while, he will provide evidence that he can deliver on it. He will show them something and they will believe. And it's about life over death. So Jesus has dropped some hints and he's made some promises and Martha believes that he can do whatever he intends to do but despite her words, she doesn't yet understand who Jesus is. So that's Martha. I believe that you are God's chosen saviour but why did you let my brother die? She believes but she hasn't seen and so she doesn't understand. So the second of our three people, the second of our three people is Mary, Martha's sister. And while big sister is on about the thinking, little sister is feeling. Martha is out talking to Jesus while Mary is still at home weeping. But notice that just as Jesus met Martha where Martha was at, he meets Mary where Mary is at. And like a sister, Mary has faith, but she doesn't understand. She believes, but she hasn't seen. So Martha goes home to get her sister Mary. Martha privately tells Mary that Jesus is calling for her, and Mary ups and goes out. Those who are there to mourn aren't sure why Mary has left in a hurry or where she is going, so they follow along. Now... What's the first thing Mary says to Jesus? I'm so glad to see you. I need a hug. No. Like a sister, Mary gets to the heart of the issue. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Are you noticing a theme yet? And like a sister, Mary is asking why. You could have saved him. But you didn't. Why? But whereas Martha tries to articulate her hope while questioning, Mary Mary just weeps. And Jesus weeps with her. And some of those there say, see how much Jesus loved Lazarus. But others say, he healed a blind man Why not, Lazarus? Death brings suffering. Martha is suffering, but she's the organised one and is putting on a brave face. Mary is just overwhelmed and she weeps helplessly. And Jesus weeps with her. He might have a bigger purpose, but he's not unmoved by her grief and meets her in her suffering and weeps with her. But Jesus is here to show Martha something so that she will believe. He's here to show Mary something so that she will believe. He's here to show the disciples and the crowd something so that they will believe. He's here to show us something so that we will believe. Mary reaches out to Jesus for comfort, but she hasn't yet seen. So that's Mary. She reaches out to Jesus for comfort in her suffering, but still, why did you let my brother die? She believes, but she hasn't seen, so she doesn't understand. So now we get to Lazarus. Martha believes but hasn't seen. Mary believes but hasn't seen. Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. His body was prepared for burial according to the Jewish customs and he's now buried in a tomb, likely a family cave, and the stone replaced. The funeral has been going on for four days. And so Jesus finally arrives at the tomb where Lazarus is dead and buried. Let's talk big funerals. Campbelltown's most famous politician died in November last year. He was a past member of parliament for our region and past prime minister of Australia. Who am I talking about? Gough Whitlam, of course. Past MP, past PM... Very famous politician both here and around Australia. After his death in November, he was honoured with a state funeral in Sydney Town Hall. It was pa- it was more than packed. Goss friend Noel Pearson was invited to give the address. So Noel stands up there in front of the crowd and in front of the TV monitors. Everyone is listening to see what he will say. And Noel begins, Dig him up. No, of course that's not what Noel said. I've read the speech and it was a fine speech, but it was a speech about a man who was dead. Goff's son Antony even quipped, "Goff, of course, would have loved to speak today, but the rules of the game necessarily disqualify him. He was dead and buried. But so was Lazarus. And Jesus approaches the tomb and all eyes are on him and he says, dig him up. Well, he actually says, roll away the stone. But it's the same idea. And you can see how shocking this was by Martha's response. He's been in there four days. He will stink. Lazarus is dead, dead, dead. And Jesus has just asked them to dig him up. Jesus, however, keeps control of the situation. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Well, if you put it that way, so they roll away the stone. And at this point, everyone is wondering what's about to happen. And Jesus pauses to pray aloud. That makes sense, right? Father God, please, well, please do whatever it is you're about to do. But that's not what Jesus prays. He doesn't say please. Instead, he says, Father, thank you that you hear me. He doesn't ask God, but instead tells everyone that whatever is about to happen, whatever they are about to see, it's God and Jesus doing it together, and they've already planned it out. So what are we about to see? What will make us believe? Lazarus, come out! And unlike David's penguin, out Lazarus hobbles. Very much alive, but still wrapped up in and weighed down by the grave clothes. Untie him and let him go. Now that's a sign. The dead man is alive. We've just seen Jesus raise this man from the dead. Is that what we're to believe? That Jesus is such a great healer that he can even raise the dead? Well, Yes. But no. Look, if Jesus simply wanted Lazarus to be alive, he could have left straight away. Like he did with the official son, he could have just sent a messenger back with a message, Lazarus will live. Or he could have just gone straight to the tomb, opened it up and let Lazarus out again. But he stops to talk with Martha. He stops to weep with Mary. And he stops to pray We have seen that he is a great healer, that he can raise the dead. But he wants us to see something more, something much bigger. Martha has seen. Mary has seen. The disciples have seen. The crowds have seen. Even Lazarus, recently dead, has seen. And thanks to John recording this, We have seen, but what are we to believe? Let's look at that prayer again in verses 41 and 42. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. In this prayer, Jesus is making two claims. Now, the first claim is big. Jesus is doing God's work. This isn't something of his own invention. And he calls on God to affirm what he is doing. But the second claim, the second claim is even bigger. Jesus is no mere prophet or miracle worker. Throughout John's Gospel, Jesus consistently claims to have a unique and extraordinary connection to God. In his introduction, John describes Jesus as the very word of God come as a man. And Jesus constantly refers to God as Father, not in an abstract sense, but as someone who has literally dwelt with God since before the beginning of time. As Jesus says elsewhere in John's account, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is no mere prophet. This is a man who can declare publicly, God and I wear a team and then prove it by saying, Lazarus, come out. And out Lazarus comes. The dead man is alive. The tomb, the grave clothes, even death itself must let him go at the words of Jesus, the man who claims to be God. Remember the words to Martha If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Jesus isn't telling Martha that she needs to believe in order that Lazarus will be raised. Jesus already decided days ago to raise Lazarus. And until he says the words, Come out, and Lazarus comes out, no one else knows quite what to expect or what he is going to do. Jesus' claim is more subtle but more profound. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe that Jesus is sent by God, you will see, you will understand that Jesus himself is the glory of God. Come to earth. Jesus is the glory of God. Jesus is the one who brings life who has come that you will see and believe and have life in his name. Seeing is believing. It's not just a matter of life and death. It's much more important. So, who do you identify with in this story? Are you like Martha? She wants to believe, wants to understand, She feels let down, but she recognises that Jesus is someone special and is willing to listen to whatever hope Jesus has to offer. Are you like Mary? She wants to believe and be comforted. She mourns and yet she desires whatever comfort Jesus can bring. Are you like Lazarus? He's dead and yet the words of Jesus bring him back to life. Perhaps you're like the crowds or the disciples watching, wondering and then Jesus demonstrates his power. They see Jesus call on God's name and then bring Lazarus back to life and some say, yes, I believe and they put their trust in him. Or are you like those who dob on Jesus to the Jewish leaders? Jesus has promised that he brings life that he is life and demonstrates this by raising Lazarus from the dead. Do they listen to him? Do they believe in him? No. They see the event, but they refuse to believe. Instead, they report it to the authorities who in turn step up their plans to kill the bringer of life. So what about you? Will you believe? Will you believe that Jesus is God come to earth to save, to bring life? Will you believe in him and live? Or will you reject him and remain dead? They say seeing is believing. You've been shown. Will you see? Will you believe? Will you live? Let's pray briefly. Father God, thank you that Jesus is your son, is from you, come to earth to bring life, to save. Thank you, Father, for, by, that you showed this by raising Lazarus from the dead, that you showed that Jesus brings your glory, that he is your glory. Thank you, Father, that John has written this account so that we can put our trust in Jesus and in doing so have life in his name. In Jesus' name. Amén.